welcome to the second episode of the Beans Media Podcast. I'm so pleased to decide to listen in as we've got all of these things coming right up. I remember seeing an interview of him where they said how uh, you, you know, how what are you doing, what's your schedule throughout the day and the night, and he he just said how much he worked, how hard he worked, and when he was done with um, training, he was still training, but he was always consistently there for his family. Beans Media is a company that I set up a few weeks back and I have no idea what I'm doing. Not a clue. So every episode I'll be joined by a different person who has gone down the road I'm about to go down. The guests will come from media, to food, to sports, to property and everything in between. So I promise you there'll be something for everyone. This week I'm joined by Donnie from Snapshot Staffing. Hey Donnie, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, cool. How, how's uh, things down in London? Uh, okay. Okay, <laughs> what can you do? It's okay. Ex- An exactly. interesting time. Yeah, exactly. Just for a disclaimer to all the listeners, if I end up calling you Gaff at any point, that's my <laughs> nickname for you. Uh, because, uh, so Donnie used to be my football manager, like, years and years. What was that, 2008, 2009? Uh, yeah, yeah, we were, we've been, I left in 2009, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so throughout those years, I've always called, uh, Donnie's always my gaffer. Whoever, no matter what happens, Donnie's always my gaffer. <laughs> so just a little disclaimer for you guys, if I call him gaff, that's why. Um, so, uh, gaff, before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, I, well, as you said, I live in London. I work for a company called Snapshot Staffing. And um, I'm the I, I deal with the entertainment side of the business. So we have an entertainment part called Snapshot Live, right. uh, which I look after. I also um, run um, Comedy House Live, which is a, 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 a events company based in London. We've done a few gigs out of London, but mainly in London, where we do comedy gigs and various other performances, live production. Um, but Probably my biggest job is looking after my little one. He's uh, <laughs> one and a bit years old now. So, um, yes, that's, uh, that's probably the number one job of the lot. Amazing. If, if, so, if I should call it a job, I probably shouldn't call it a job. Do you know what? Being a parent is the biggest job anyone anyone can do. I'm not a dad, um, so I haven't got any kids, but being a parent is the biggest job anyone can do. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you can definitely class it as a job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get paid so, for it, sadly. <laughs> So with um, Comedy House Live, what sort of events and sort of stuff do you do with them? So um, we basically have created um, comedy gigs for up and coming talent, um, established talent as well. We've uh, added along the way. So we've had people who might be doing one of their first ever gigs to someone who's doing their 50th gig to someone who's been doing it for 20 years and been on TV and everywhere. Um, and we've just essentially put, a, put the regular thing we do is put up a stand-up night with four or five or even six acts in any one night, along with the host. We've also done, um, we've helped produce a few people's um, one-hour uh, theatre shows and put that on stage as well. Um, basically just supporting talent, ultimately. But the, the, the overall number one thing is always a, a comedy gig that yeah. takes place and obviously with the current climate we haven't been able to do that um so on, on last week for the first time we put on a magic show uh, on zoom yeah which uh, which was good fun there's someone that i've had on stage before he's uh, pete heath the magician and um i was lucky enough to have him on our first ever zoom gig so that was a lot of fun 
it was incredible. I was I was part of that Zoom call and he just blew my mind. Some of the stuff he came out with, it's just I'm, even now it's been a few days later. I'm thinking how I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, incredible, incredible. If you haven't seen it, check him out. He's amazing. You manage people with snapshot. How do you like motivate people to the performance that you want them to perform at? Is there is there like a technique or is there certain I wouldn't say trick, but like, is it certain like technique you use? Uh, basically, it, in all respect, it's just making sure that it's it's clear guide in what it's needed to be done, um, how we want it done, and allowing that individual to um, embark on it in their way, in their to bring out what they can do in that okay. field, as well as guiding them along when required. If you see that there's something needed, but it's just if there's an event on, for example. It's making sure the um, the foundations are laid correctly. Um, so that can be any aspect of it from the timings to who's there, to dress code, to layout of the room. Anything and anything and everything um, has to be considered. And basically, you lead, you kind of lead by example. I, I act as if I act in, accordingly in the way that I, what I expect the team to act and go and push and be there for clients and guests, etc. And And the talent themselves are as important as anyone else as well they need to feel comfortable and um wanted and needed and put into an environment that is great for them to perform and that's only then can you really get the best performance so you look after your talent that's booked um it makes you look after the environment that you're in it helps the guests and the clients and overall everyone benefits from it and it leads to more success and you can go forward from there but when you reflect on that with your team it's a great feeling when they come back and they, they see that they, oh, they've achieved something. So it's sometimes you need to be a bit firm. Sometimes you need to pat them on the back and give them a hug. Um, but ultimately, yeah. it, it's just being reactive. I think it's very, very important to um, to what's happening. Yeah, because you, you mentioned earlier about leading by example. <coughs> and, and you were actually a few weeks ago, you mentioned The Last Dance, uh, the documentary yeah. that was on Netflix. And Michael Jordan said... Like I, I wouldn't make someone do that. I, I haven't done myself. Exactly I that. That's, I think that's a perfect example of, of an elite, elite sportsman just going beyond what he expects of himself and what he expects of the people around him. I think, I think that's massively important. You, you're, you're constantly being. You're, you, got, me, myself, for example, I'm constantly reviewing absolutely everything. I don't stop analysing, analysing, analysing from the days when we were. I was coaching football with you yeah. um, to, to up to now and, and onward times uh, for sure. I don't stop analysing everything to the point that might give me a bit of a headache at times. But what it does do, it, it allows me to um, see every small bit of detail that ultimately comes together for a grand in a grander way. And it's all needed. So sometimes I remember there was an event um, that I invited a, a, a colleague of mine um, another from another company to come along and chat with him so he can uh, discuss something with the client there because he knew it would be good for them to, to speak and um, I remember him saying to me why, why you're, obs you're obsessed with with, with um, the tablecloth there was just a bit of tablecloth yeah. uh, okay, around yeah. the DJ booth and I was like yeah I need to go and sort it out and I just did I don't remember what I did apparently I just fixed some tape around some tablecloth and he said do you not have anyone else for that I went well yeah anyone in the team could do it but, you know, why can't I do it? 
So yeah. it, it's that. I mean, I, if if I'm not willing to do something, I don't expect anyone else not to do it. Uh, not to do it as well. Um, I, if I can do it, everyone else can. And um, that's it. Everyone's part of it. And I think that's the great thing. That snapshot is the um, the the founder director uh, Benjamin Glean. He he does that to an absolute T. Really, I, he, you would you would think he's every possible role in that company. Um, and that's just, I think, the great, the great example. Um, and I believe I'm kind of the same. Uh, I'd like yeah. to think so. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna uh, try and close the deal with the big, with the big clients, and you're gonna look after um, your staff, and at the same time, you're gonna scrub the toilet. So just get up and go with it. <laughs> yeah. No, I was. Um, so I just had a thought of when you used to manage me at football. Mm. um you you just had this eye for detail like because obviously you had the overall pitch that you can see and i remember you even during the game you're just saying like just attack attack because i was playing either left back or left wing mm. and i remember you saying just go for the right the right back or the right uh right wing back he's either being too slow or his decision making is not great and it's just those little details helped helped us win matches um and i don't think we would have won half the matches if it weren't for your insight and your analysis going into the game Oh, Val, thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's, yes. it, it's important. I think it's very, very important. And um, it just it helps every individual. For example, if, if, if every individual takes some element of that for themselves, every little bit of what they do, regardless if it's even making dinner or how you travel to work or doing your actual work or you're playing sports, every if you, you know, there's odd one or two bits that you can improve. It just... Essentially, you got a better all-round way of dealing with that or producing something. So, yeah, it's always good no, to agree. review. No, definitely. Yeah, I just want to ask you about the flip side of that. So, say if you have an employee or a football player, for example, that isn't performing to how you want them to form, is there a way you deal with that? Or is there a way you you tackle it? Um, well, every every individual is different, so I wouldn't say I won't go and say um, what I'll do. One person is the same for the next person. And sometimes there's not always the same method for each individual. Um, so I wouldn't go and do the same thing five times with one individual because sometimes a different, a different incident or issue may need addressing in a different way. But yeah. um, it, it depends. It really depends on each one. I remember in the past when I feel like someone um, is not quite performing to what I believe they can do, what they're capable of. And at the same time, had some arrogance and way about themselves and how they're handling themselves in that moment. And we talk, talk have a firmer talk um, okay. about it and um, make them realise why we're there and um, bring them down to earth in a, in in not a, not in a massive bump, but make them realise. Look, we there's a reason what we're doing. Um, so readdress it. Readdress, yeah. you know, get, and get back on track again. And um, it's very important never to get too big for your boots in any aspect of your life, I think, but especially in, in um, business and when you're in the front line of different things and you're very visual and you're not just stuck in an office. It's yeah. very, very, very important um, because that kind of arrogance comes across and doesn't look good for the for a company or anything, you, anything you're representing at that time. Other people, it may be they generally just, you've seen them just a bit down, maybe it's getting to a bit too much. Um, maybe it's just really busy time of the year because certain, certain um, sectors obviously we're very busy at snapshot at the back yeah. end of the year especially in the seasonal time um, 
And sometimes it's just being there supporting, reminding you're on the same side. You just might just buy someone a cupcake. And it just, it could be a simple thing as that. It's, every, everything is individual. Um, and that help, I think that's helped me a lot as well because um, I'm also a qualified teacher. So it's helped me a lot when I've been teaching in the past as well. Because again, you have 25 yeah. students in the class and they're all very different to the next, even if they seem like they have the same issues. So it's very, very important, again, going back to just analyzing and reviewing each individual incident, each individual issue for each individual um, yeah. and not and don't believe and just don't think that um, you can tackle the same person in the same way 10 times in a row. There's going to it might be 10 different ways every time. Yeah. So do you think you have to be sort of adaptable in that in those sort of situations, like knowing knowing the person? absolutely level. absolutely i think it's important to get to know them that the work person if it's if it's a work thing to a personal thing um it's important to know that person's ways of their work it's important to kind of get to know them as an individual as a person get to know them as a team member um get to know get get to know their interests and what things they like and how are things at home because sometimes it's very easy to just you go into work and you think, oh, they're coming in, let's do your things. You've got these 10 tasks. They've done, they've only done six or seven of them. How comes they couldn't do them? Because it's perfectly reasonable um, timetable for the day. And there might be things going on at home. So I think it's very important to, um, to do enough groundwork and lay the foundation that it, and you know what that person's into. Um, yeah. And, you know, from one thing of saying, speaking to someone who might be shy, but you know they're into rugby. And you say, oh, did you catch that one? What did you think of this coming up? Yeah. Um, the World Cup's coming up. What, did you, what do you think of this? Who do you think is going to win? So someone who's just into cooking or someone whose mum might be a bit unwell, but you take a note of something um, in the past from a conversation, you bring up in a way that that you wouldn't speak out loud. You'd speak to them a bit more one-on-one, -on -one, whereas the rugby thing, you'd speak a bit more out loud. It's tackling each one individually again um, and just having some tact attack about it attacked about it um, yeah. and you know you're trying to again show your support and the best way to show your support is actually by knowing someone okay yeah and I think like not to not to like blow smoke but I think you are excellent at that because I was the type even if I had a bad game I was the type of player that you, you needed to put your arm around me and the amount you did that amount of times you did that for me was I can't even count um, so I think you're like sort of personal skills are just amazing and I learned being at uni I learned a lot from you in the, in the term in the ways that you've just said where you have to be individual with every single person that you're talking to and I think I think how you dealt with me was different how you dealt with one of our strikers is how you how you dealt differently with one of our goalkeepers which was I think was amazing how you did that so uh, just a massive thank you oh <laughs> thank you that's very kind of you to say <laughs> um, so I just wanted to touch on so getting clients, how is there a specific way to do that? Would you go to networking events? Would you cold call? What sort of what sort of things do you do? Um, it can be a little bit of everything. I think it's very important, firstly, to always, um, sounds a bit boring because I've said it before, but lay the foundation correctly. But if you lay the foundation correctly for the business, yeah. um, then you can go forward with, this is our previous event. Um, okay. And you've got something to show. So your portfolio is... I've always said to myself from university days when I, because I did graphic design back at university, that um, you're only as good as your last uh, project. Yeah, massively, um, yeah. There's no point being great five projects ago and, you know, you've been awful the last four. Um, 
and then it's great to show your development. But also, what's um, I think important to us at, um, in the office is to show someone we can tackle this event or this job or this we can do with your specific requirements, even if it's different to what we've normally done. And by doing that, the best way I found that we can do that is show them previous history of what we've done, but now start to link it to them in uh, by doing the research on that client, on that company, finding out what they're about, what they need, the way they've been the last six months, what they plan to do going forward. And by doing that, you could have more a more all-rounded conversation with them um, yeah. that leads to you, or, or sorry, leads to them, um, hopefully, but it seems to be working, um, believing in what you're saying, them getting that you get them, and ultimately that bond and that trust they have in them with the supplier or us, supplier and client together, um, can build so they can basically book you, you get in, you build that relationship. And it, it's worked It's worked very well for a number of years through various jobs, but it, it works very well for us with this. We're just, um, we, if, I think it's very important for clients to see that we care about what we're doing. Um, yeah. you're not, it's not just a job. And it's beyond a career. It's something that we just embrace and we we want to be really good at it. We love it. We want to do more of it. And we're there to help everyone with it, basically. Yeah. No, I, I agree with um, your the thing you just said about you're only as good as the last thing you did. So going, because obviously we're both football people. So going back to football, if you're a footballer, you're only as good as your last game. So it's, it's no good saying, ah, oh, but I was, I was, I don't know, a Premier League winner 10 seasons ago. That doesn't matter. You need to be good in your last game. And for me personally, because I radio present and I do podcasts, I'm yeah. only as good as my last one. Yeah. Because that's the most up to date. And that's the thing that you can show off the most. So I, I, um, I totally, totally agree with that. But looking at the qualities of, of an entrepreneur or a businessman, it, do you think that anybody could, could run a business or do you think you need to have like certain qualities or certain attributes to, to run one? I think anyone can start a business. Okay. Um, I see, I see what you did there. I, see yeah. what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone can start a business. It's um, I don't think everyone can run a business. Um, uh, and it's, I think that's just the way it is. I, um, there's so much that is involved in, what you need to do is, well, day one is a very big day to set up a business from stop. Day one is probably, you know, a, a number of, many, many days, many, many weeks, could be some months for some people. Um, I set up a business many years ago um, that I ran for about two and a half years. Was that the uh, magazine? Yeah, basically yeah. created a design company. Um, so we're doing graphic design and various website design and advertising. And um, within that, because it was always a thing of mine um, from back in, end of secondary school, beginning of college, um, I was very much into um, wanting to show my work and there was nowhere free to show your work. Um, so I, wanted, I created an arts community magazine within the company um, for sort of four or five of the local areas I uh, lived in and uh, lived in at the time, grew up in. And it allowed, it had um, a gallery in there to support students of the local colleges to showcase their artwork in there. Uh, for free just it was just there it, it wasn't many pages but it was something uh, and there was nothing else at the time still doing it you know the eight years eight nine years later from the original time I had the idea um, 
and it was giving them a platform to do that. So there was the magazine, and we also also created a um, a t-shirt brand um, yeah. that we ran as well for about a year or so. It was just in- interesting stuff and hobbies that we liked that actually we can capture in to the, the business, the business's everyday running. Um, and make profit from actually so that again is a bit like we talked about with snapshot before yeah we love putting on the events and doing it and it's showing it's showing everyone and the clients and the audience that it's not just a job it's not just your wage there's more to it and i think that was a massive thing for myself and my uh, colleague who i ran the business with at the time um and it was great fun it was really good um we went two and a half years before we stopped uh, due to health issues for myself. I had to take a year out um, of work. Um, but it was great fun. We really built something from well, from nothing to something. Um, and it, it taught me a lot because there was a lot of bits. I look back now and think that wasn't right. That wasn't right. That wasn't right. And there's other bits you think, oh, that was really good. And you, uh, you live and you learn and you progress, really. Yeah, you have to. I think I think you have to go through the bad times to appreciate the good times and also so you you know from experience not to do it again absolutely like if if you make a mistake once then you'll learn from it but if you do it two three four five times then that's on you now that's that's not a that's not a mistake now that's a choice yeah so i think yeah i think you have to and i think most people don't like don't like failure and don't like going through bad times which is which is you know totally understandable but I think you have to go through failure to 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 get success. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's that it's it's very important. It 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 keeps you. I think and it can keep you grounded. But it also, um, I think it helps you look at a wider scope of business and um, being able to see something can go wrong in, and you just don't see it. And it might give you a bit more about about you. Um, get a bit more knowledge behind you to. Um, be able to tackle something if it comes up because issues will always come up even if you're the most successful in the world yeah. and um, it's handled in the best way possible and it might be something that you learned 10 years or 20 years ago from an issue or a failure as you said and um, that helps you down the line yeah definitely yeah before um, I think we're gonna we're gonna end it here so let's quickly say thank you but before we go we always end this podcast with some quick fire questions okay. so are you ready <laughs> okay go for it so uh what advice would you give a young young donny Ooh. um trust your gut trust your gut okay cool and yeah. um giving given the choice of three people dead or alive who would you have as a dinner guest and why oh my goodness so you've got uh, three people who would you who would you have um well one of them, he died not too long ago, is Kobe Bryant. Ah, um, legend. Goat. Yeah. Absolute he, uh, goat, yeah. Um, well, he, he helped me in another... He, for, well, he, I, got into, I got into basketball when Michael Jordan was playing, but I didn't get to watch him enough um, at the time. and TV coverage wasn't that good here, but Kobe Bryant um, benefited from Michael Jordan. And, uh, but Kobe Bryant's, um, one, his ability, but two, his work ethic, his demand to be the yeah. best, keep being the best and challenging the best continuously. And I remember seeing an interview of him where they said, how are you, you know, how, what are you doing? What's your schedule throughout the day and the night? And he, he just said how much he worked, how hard he worked. And when he was done with um, training, he was still training, but 
he was always consistently there for his family. He never took time away from the family apart from um, the game days and the travel that came with it. Yeah. So if he's back home to uh, put his um, his daughters to bed and read them books and everything, he would then go and do a workout again when they've gone to sleep. And he's exhausted. He said, I sacrificed sleep to make sure I was there for my family whilst doing my profession, my job. And then on top of that, he retires and goes and wins an Oscar with that beautiful short animation, Dear Basketball. Yeah, the, so the poem, really yeah. Massive, a massive love and respect and admiration for him. Um, two more still. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. would definitely be another one. I, um, I am very, I'm a big fan of the deep south of America. And he was um, born in Atlanta. And I, luckily enough, I went to, a, did a trip a honeymoon trip um, two years ago, and that was one of the places I went to, as well as Memphis, where he died. Um, and I got to see the um, the Civil Rights Museum there. Uh, but he's he always stood up for the rights in the right way, and I think that's really really important because if ever there was something that could um, make you react with anger and hate um, and really vent it out and show it. It was what he and um, others were experiencing at the time, and still experience, obviously, to this day. Um, and he always seemed to be to rise above it, even to the point he's getting arrested. He doesn't fight back. He takes the arrest and carries on. And the next day, he comes back out and he continues to um, to be the preacher that he is. So I think that's incredible. It's, it's a it's a good example and a great role, role model to see, like when the hardest thing is hitting you and knocking you down. Yeah. To still be able to be as professional, if you want to say that word, as possible and deal with it in the right manner, or a manner that is incredibly clever, I think, um, yeah. do that yourself to this day and age. So I think it's important not to, to keep us head above water. Um, the third one, well, after your compliments, I should probably invite you to be. <laughs> um, I, I, I would come to that. Kobe Bryant, <laughs> Dr. Luther King and you. That's an amazing setup. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a third one. Um, I, so, yeah. So it can I, be anyone you want. Oh goodness me. Um, I think I would have to go. It's the, it's very similar to the Kobe Bryant one, but I'll go with Cristiano Ronaldo. Ah, uh, another go. Yeah. Uh, I know it's another sports person, and I probably if I had more time to think about this with your quick fire safe thing, I probably <laughs> I maybe not wouldn't have Cristiano Ronaldo, but um. Not too dissimilar to Kobe Bryant. It, he has great ability, and then he does more with it through pure, pure, pure effort and working hard. So, I, I love the, I love this, I love someone who has ability, but then goes and makes more with it, um, if, and work hard. He's not, if he continued down the route he was initially in the first five years of his career, he's just going to be a good player. But he goes and makes better of himself. So, um, I think that's incredible. Yeah, mate, that sounds like a that sounds like a dinner party. So it's got you, Kobe Bryant, Dr. Martin Luther King, and Cristiano Ronaldo. That that is a setup. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna get a, a comment in at all. They're gonna just be chatting themselves, but <laughs> it'd be worth it just to be around them and, and you know get get their feeling of all three of them. That's incredible. And and last question, um, where do you see yourself in ten years' time? So where do you see yourself in 2030? What do you think you'll be doing? Uh, well, hopefully I've gone out of the house by then <laughs> hopefully I'm still not isolated um, fingers crossed eh? fingers crossed yeah <laughs> otherwise it's going to be uh, a long 10 years 
Um, I don't know where I see myself exactly, uh, but I hope I continue to be a better version of what I am now um, and keep bettering myself and pushing myself and challenging myself. Um, as older, as much as older as I feel now, um, I don't want to slow down. Um, so it, whether it's the work I do, whether it's um, how I engage with my with the staff at work, whether it's my home life with my child and my wife, um, I want more for them and yeah. more for my work. So it's up to me to keep pushing and doing more, quite frankly. So that's basically keep pushing. I want to keep pushing and be the better version for everyone around me that I would like to be around and support and be with for them. I can't think of a better way to end. Thank you so much, Donny. Thank you, Val. Um, so if you have made it this far, thank you very much for listening to the second ever podcast of Beans Media. If you've enjoyed listening, please subscribe or follow. I promise to be super grateful. And if you're feeling kind, please leave a review. A massive thank you to everyone at Beans Media for their help. Make sure you keep an eye out on their socials for details of the next episode. Bye bye. <laughs>